You want to find your tribe of raving fans. I'm going to help you do it. This is the Digging Deep Podcast with 316 Media, where we help you do better business. Hey everybody, this is Justin Lam and you're listening to episode 25 of Digging Deep, where we help business owners build better businesses. And today I'm joined by a gentleman that uh, has reached out to me on Facebook and um, he is an e-commerce expert uh, out in Chicago, Illinois, Douglas Levine. Douglas, how are you today? I'm doing great and I'm very happy to be here. Fantastic. So for the people listening here, why don't you give me like a one minute about who you are, what you do, uh, and, and what, what you're putting out in the world. Okay. Um, so obviously my name is Douglas and uh, I've been selling primarily um, e-commerce uh, since about 2014. Um, so started off, didn't know anything at all about it. Uh, definitely not uh, like a, a natural born entrepreneur at all. Um, but really in the last six years, I've kind of learned through a lot of mistakes um, in terms of like the different business models, how to sell on Amazon, um, like arbitrage, wholesale, private label, those kinds of things um, to build up enough of a business for myself and also help others as well um, so that they can start to have success um, uh, selling online. And obviously, especially with, with what's going on now, um, with the virus, it's it's something a lot of people have been interested in. It's it's been booming um, with with the craziness going on. Um, so that's that's ultimately what I've, what I've been doing here for the last six years uh, as I kind of dig deeper into it. Oh, so in your journey, what like what got you into the e-commerce space to begin with? Like, what what, what did you graduate um, you know from school with? Like, you know, what led you down this road? Yeah, so I had nothing at all to do with business my entire life. So uh, um, I was a musician. Uh, so so about as far away as you can get from being a business owner. Um, so it, yeah, it was in 2014. Like like I think my BA was actually in music, uh, and that took me forever to, to actually get. But um, uh, yeah, I was I was into uh, traveling points if you know that at all. Like so, I had good credit. Um, I was only making like 18 grand a year as a musician. Um, so like, that's all I ever did. And I would have my days where pretty much like I'd be working like from, like, I, I get up, get ready at like, I don't know, three o'clock in the afternoon, I'd wake up and then just kind of lounge around, do nothing and then get ready for the gig and, and leave by like eight or nine. And then I would be done with the gig around two or three and then just go to bed around like six or seven in the morning. Um, so repeat. Yeah, that was pretty much my life. Um, but I had good credit. Um, so, uh, I, I got into like the travel and points world. So like I would go on these trips with like my girlfriend and, and, uh, and her, her stepson and her sons, now my stepsons. Um, uh, and we'd kind of go over like to Europe and, and different places in the States where like we would get first class and business class just because I had good credit and I got like these credit card, uh, miles and points things. Um, so, uh, I was doing that and, uh, I ended up coming across like one of those bloggers that was talking about travel and points and they were uh, talking about um, reselling stuff and being able to get free points out of it. Um, so I, I, I was intrigued by it. Um, obviously it's not something that's sustainable if you only do it for the miles and points. Uh, you soon realize very quickly that, oh wait, if, if that's all I do, I'm going to be out of business very, very quickly. Um, but it was a way to kind of get me in the door. Um, and then from there, I, I started to sell some of the stuff that I had on hand that I 
uh, that was just sitting there that I never opened, like that I'd gotten over the years, like electronics, things like that, that were never like taken out of the box. Um, so it didn't work out the best, but it was still fun. And it, and it was like, oh, wow, this actually sold. Like I actually can make some money off of this. And then you start to get like the, uh, the it, it becomes fun. You're like, okay, I, I can actually make money off of this. And then before you know it, I'm making as much money as I am as a musician just by doing reselling my own stuff. So it kind of just kind of worked, worked from there. Fantastic. And so, you know, six years ago, um, that would take you really like to, to Amazon's real prime, like, like it's real, real, like soaring uh, in the market. I think during that time, people were really starting to get the understanding of how, you know, Amazon could really change the way we, we conduct uh, consumer buying. And so, you know, in the last little while, uh, the words drop shipping has come into play and, and whatnot. So how much of that gets played into, you know, what it is that you're doing here on Amazon and, and e-commerce and selling? Yeah. So in terms of drop shipping um, specifically, it's not really a part of our model, um, uh, I, specifically as it relates to Amazon. I know that if you're trying to drop ship stuff where like you like it um, and for, for people that don't know, drop ship is basically just um, I'm going to find it um I, i'm gonna buy it after somebody buys for me um so uh, there are people that do it on amazon i will say it amazon frowns upon it um in general um uh, the big one of the big issues with it on amazon side that i've kind of seen is that um the the shipping delivery uh, delays that, that come about from it. And Amazon's all about the customer. Um, uh, pretty much it's customer first, customer second, customer third, everyone else last. Um, so if a customer is having to wait for their product for like a month um, because of the drop shipping timeframe or because um, they were like the, the drop shipper was out of stock and now you're like had to cancel the order or something, Amazon hates that. Um, so uh, it puts your account more at risk. Um, so I've kind of stayed away from that part of it. Usually what I do on the Amazon side is more, it's called FBA or fulfilled by Amazon, where like you were to buy this stuff, either whether it's arbitrage where you go into like a Walmart or Target or something and buy it or wholesale where um, you're, you're an authorized seller of say Nike's products, even though you would never be an authorized seller of Nike's products or private label where you're the one who created the product and the brand. And then you would ship all of that inventory into Amazon and then they'll fulfill it for you, which is why it's fulfilled by Amazon. Um, so that's usually the model that I go with. Um, you can also do what's called fulfilled by merchant where you're the one who's actually shipping it. You still are the one with the inventory though. So it's different than drop shipping in that regard. Um, drop shipping itself though, we do do, if that's a word, um, uh, when, I'm, when I'm looking at, at products like from my own store. If, um, if I'm trying to, like, um, if I've got a, a specific niche and I don't have enough products or I'm looking at, um, like, like some of the stuff I do on the marketing side where, um, like, okay, I don't have this product, but it's something that's going to solve my niche's problem, then maybe I'll drop ship it because it's still going it, to, like, if it's my own website, I don't care. Um, I don't have to deal with Amazon's rules on that. Um, as long as the customer understands that it might take, I don't know, 10 days or something for the product to get to them. Um, and it's, it's clear to them and they're happy with it, then it's fine. Fantastic. I think that's really great that you clarified what that is. And I think a lot of people have, you know, in, um, interest in 
the overall process and maybe they you know mince the the different uh products and and the different styles of of which a store operates um and and it's great that you have clarity on that uh tell me a little bit about some of the products that uh, you know you do you know turnover in 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 the fba program yeah so there's there's so many that you can do at this point honestly like uh um one of the things i will say is like say we're getting started with it um um, there are some restrictions that you do have to watch out for. Um, so you're, you're not going to get access to everything. Um, if you're doing wholesale or private label, it's a lot easier because a lot of what Amazon wants are invoices and you can get access to those invoices a lot easier um, versus if you're doing arbitrage, then all you're going to get is a receipt from Walmart. Um, so I know when, when I was doing arbitrage, um, toys, um, where a lot of what I did, um, or grocery, um, uh, like toys, obviously like Q4 was like a huge thing for us when I was doing arbitrage. Um, and like, you'd find like the next big paw controller or, or whatever it was like those kinds of things. Um, that was a lot of what I did at that point. Um, and then grocery was great in terms of the replenishable aspect of it. Um, but, uh, really, really like, like I was saying, the big thing is, is though to understand, um, that there will be restrictions on those as you get started. Um, so if you were to start, um, uh, there's the Amazon seller app. Um, so you can check to see if you're eligible to sell products. Um, it will tell you if you're restricted or not. And if you, and there's certain other things, if you were to go say the arbitrage route, um, uh, it's a great model to get into Amazon. Um, however, Every model, whether it's wholesale, private label, selling on your own website, or arbitrage, has its ups and downs. And one of the downs about arbitrage is the fact that you, it's not your product. You're not authorized to sell it um, according to the brand. Like, they don't know anything about you. You're just buying it, say, for 10 bucks at Walmart and selling it for 30 on Amazon. Um, uh, so you're just kind of taking advantage of a gap in the market. Um, so they don't like that. Um, but the brands usually don't understand supply chain. So they will, sometimes when they don't know what to do, they will shoot first and ask questions later. So they'll go to Amazon and say like, there's a, called an IP claim or an intellectual property claim. Um, or, or like they'll say that there's this like, or it's counterfeit or something that you're with, you're 100% within your rights to sell it. Um, but the brand has lost control of their supply chain and doesn't know what to do to fix it. So they're just grasping at straws. And then you're left as an arbitrage seller to try and figure out what to do because Amazon will shoot first and ask questions later. And now you're trying to figure out, okay, what I do, what do I do now because I'm suspended or I've got a black mark on my account, which could lead to everything going away. So, um, so keep, keep it, that stuff in mind if you were to go into Amazon in terms of uh, the different aspects of it to, to be uh, careful of. Fantastic. And so that leads me perfectly into my next question is what has been the um, biggest lesson that you've learned in this entire process that uh, if somebody were to uh, perhaps explore it, that you would uh, caution them and give them warning about what not to do? <laughs> um, I always look at it just in terms of like business in general. Like um, there's um, two things that when I was getting started, I honestly, I wish I would have done. And, and it's not really even related to Amazon per se, but it will help with, it, with dealing with Amazon is um, uh, I, I pretty much always had a negative mindset. 
Um, like I, because I was never an entrepreneur, I was never a business owner. I, I always had that imposter syndrome in my head of like, all right, um, uh, they're going to figure out I'm a fraud or, um, or I, I take two step forward and I take one step back and I, I dwell on that one step back. Um, and it would like last days or weeks or anything where it would make it really difficult to work. Um, so I would say that's the number one thing in terms of when you're getting started with this, um, understand you don't know everything and you probably don't know a lot and that's fine. Um, you're going to make 5 million mistakes. Like I, I've been selling on Amazon and, and my own website and things like that for six years. And I still make like 5,000 mistakes a day. So understand that's just part of the game. Um, you ideally want to learn from your mistakes. Um, like, like, so I, I know when I'm going to do something now, and it's, it's more recent, that, um, all right, um, th the mistakes are going to happen, but what can I do to, to process, to, to learn from that mistake, and then hopefully do something different next time, and, and try and, and go a different route, and, and eventually get to the point that I can create processes around it, so I can start to um, automate the process, or hire a, v a virtual assistant so I can take back my time, like things like that. Um, so I would, I would say like work on those, that part. And then the other thing is, um, that also doesn't relate to Amazon, but I wish I would have known is, um, read as much as you possibly can from people that have been successful. Like, um, uh, they're, they're giving you the tools to have, to, to have a, a successful brand or, or business or whatever it is you're trying to do. And I, I really wish I would have done that when I started. Like I was the type of person who absolutely hated to read. Like I would, I, I, I tell a story sometimes, like I remember in the second grade, I had to read Bridget to Terabithia and I somehow got out of it. And I never read it um, just because I hated reading that much. Um, but once I kind of changed it around and it's like, all right, what can I learn? What, what can I do to cut the learning curve? And I can learn from like Jeff Bezos from Amazon and I can learn from Warren Buffett and all of these amazing people that have done it before. So I cannot make all of those millions of mistakes that I did. Um, so I would say like, those are the things if you're getting started, um, really focus on those. Fantastic. And so, you know, with selling on Amazon, I think there's a component of, you know, how do you reach the, the people? Because I mean, it is a giant search engine. So how do you, how do you market? How do you climb, you know, and, and sift through that clutter so that, you know, when somebody looks for a product similar to yours, uh, that you're standing out in the marketplace? Yeah, so um, it depends, I guess, um, on what you're trying to do. So I will say that Amazon is usually a pay to play platform at this point. Um, I think there was actually like those what uh, when when Jeff Bezos and like those and Apple and Google were like it was a day or two ago um, uh, they were or it was, it, was, it was recent where they were in front of Congress talking about things and and uh, they actually posed that question about about advertising and understand going into Amazon that unless you are doing arbitrage and you are basically selling a product that sells like like 50 units a day or, or some like a Paw Patrol product that it flies off the shelves on its own. Um, unless you're going that route, that you are probably gonna to have to spend money on advertising. Um, it's just the deal. Um, uh, before you even get into that though, understand that like, like uh, the idea is if you're gonna be trying to drive traffic, um, which is basically what you're doing with advertising, um, to your product, um, whatever it is that you're selling, whether it's wholesale or private label, if the product itself looks like crap, then no one's gonna buy and you just wasted money. 
So before you even get into the advertising side of it, I would start with making sure that your listing itself, the, the product listing is, is optimized. Um, so what I mean by that is that your image, like the first thing that anyone is gonna see when they're looking at your listing is the images. They're gonna like, like um, they're gonna scroll through hundreds, right, of different products when they're gonna type in um, Nike shoes or something. They're gonna scroll and like, okay, I'm a buyer on Amazon and I'm looking for that. Um, you have to have some type of an image that's going to disrupt that scroll. Like, so they call it like a pattern interrupt. So, so you wanna start looking at all of your images that way, and especially your first image, which is called your hero image. Um, that's what they're gonna see when they're scrolling in the Amazon feed. Um, and then from there, you, you just keep going to the next thing. So after they are interested, then you're gonna go, all right, um, now I wanna look at the title. And is the title something that's gonna be, um, like, like understand that Amazon itself is a search engine. So um, when, you're, when you're coming up with your title and your bullet points and the stuff that's actually on the product listing, um, you wanna make sure that it's relevant to the search so that, um, so that it can rank for those, those keywords that you want to whenever someone types in Nike shoes or, or Nike red shoes or Nike size seven red shoes or whatever it is that you're, you're going for. Um, so I would make sure that your title is optimized next and then from there you kind of go down the list. But you wanna make sure that your listing is optimized first. Um, and then from there, if, it, uh, if you're gonna run advertising, like it's called Amazon PPC or pay-per-click, um, uh, then that, that would be where you start. Um, there's a whole bunch of other stuff you can do as well that's like supplemental strategies, but um, that's, that's the beginning point um, in terms of if you're trying to bring traffic and stand out from everybody else. Fantastic. And, you know, I, I'm going to digress a little bit here and talk a, a little bit about how that plays into, you know, uh, the search engines that we, we're using on a daily basis, like Google and whatnot. I think um, all the things that you're talking about and applying through Amazon um, actually holds true in marketing for businesses straight across the board, right? Um, you know, although we might not have hero images when somebody is looking up for our website, um, our hero image is actually the first page of our website, you know, the titles, the way that we're capturing an audience. And so, so much of that is, is translatable. Um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that Google is uh, even starting to index things that are on Amazon. So if you're typing in a product that an Amazon listing could possibly actually just show up um, and, and you're able to click through uh, and, and purchase. And so you know, that's how powerful I think it can be. At least up here in Vancouver, I, I, I've noticed that if I typed in a particular project, sometimes an Amazon listing shows up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I know that Amazon themselves, a lot of what they pattern their search engine after was Google. So, um, uh, yeah, if, if, you, if you're coming in from like Google SEO or any of that kind of stuff, and, and I'll admit I have not done that. Um, I only know like, like people that are in the Google space um, that I've talked about that, that, that I have heard that it's, it's pretty similar in terms of how Amazon basically is trying to rip it off. So, so I, I would think that what you're saying is spot on. Yeah, and, and I know that uh, Jeff Bezos talks about Google is a mountain that uh, you can't necessarily move, but you can go over it, uh, so to speak. And, it, it, and, and you know, just as, as you were just talking there, I decided to give it a go and uh, typed in a, a product. And sure enough, actually, the very first item that shows up on that list is an Amazon listing. So, you know, that's how powerful I think marketing is. And, you know, when you're presenting a really good image and you have a good copy and good titles, um, all of that really does show up. So, I mean, if you're... Um, 
if you really want to take a page out of marketing in, 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 in that space, um, you know, taking a page out of you being an FBA uh, seller and, you know, all the, the tips and tricks that, you know, go into that, I think that's a really important thing to apply in marketing straight across the board. Uh, so tell me, um, you know, what other influences do you have, you know, around business that, that really inspire you? Um, well, there's been a lot of uh, marketers that I, I've actually loved, like, um, uh, as obviously I've, I've talked about um, the idea that I am not a natural born entrepreneur. Like one of my favorites um, that I honestly didn't know about until this year was, um, do you know, like Tom Bellew from um, uh, Quest Nutrition um, and Impact Theory? Like um, I saw him at Funnel Hacking Live this year, obviously before all the vi virus uh, craziness started. And I was like blown away. Um, like, like uh, I, he's the type of person I'm probably never going to meet. Uh, I never knew anything about him before. I, I saw him at Funnel Hacking Live, but I identified a lot with um, the way he approaches things, his mindset, um, uh, just in terms of kind of moving forward. Um, I, I dealt with a lot of those negative aspects in terms of my mindset and it, it's always going to be a struggle i think for everybody in, in a lot of regard of like that mindset piece and doing everything you can um to really focus on how can i have a positive mindset and really because because ultimately the way i always look at it like is is business itself is not really that complicated um uh it it's it, if you stick with it and you don't give up and you keep uh, wanting to progress and learn, you'll eventually figure out how to succeed according to whatever your, your level of success is that you're, you're measuring. But um, if you don't have the right mindset and you just let those, um, let the supposed fi uh, failures um, get to you, then at that point you're gonna eventually give up and, and that's the only time there really is failure. Um, so it, 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 that's the biggest thing I, I kind of take away any, when I'm doing anything. And that's what I really identified when he was talking about stuff, um, uh, that it, it, it's affected me in a profound way that whenever I'm doing anything now, it's like, all right, um, yeah, I, I had a setback here, um, whatever it is, um, but whatever, whatever I'm doing, whether it's e-commerce or anything else, if I just stick with it, I'll eventually figure out the solution. Fantastic. And so that'll lead me to my very last question. Uh, ask everybody who comes onto the podcast is uh, if you were to recommend a uh, reference material, something that's really impacted your life, um, what is something that has inspired you? I mean, other than Tom. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I, I would say one of the things that I really like, and, and I, I, I don't think I've, I've really mentioned it yet, but um, um, for people that have, are starting off in terms of like trying to build your, their own brand, um, I came across chatbots and met like messenger marketing um, uh, like about a year, like it's a couple of years ago now at this point. And it's had a profound impact in terms of my business. Um, the idea that you can have a conversation with somebody just like we're having right now. Um, it, it allowed like our brand to scale much faster and much easier um, when we launched than I think we would have otherwise. Just the, I, I, like that idea of a conversation. And there's no, like, email is, is great. I don't ever think you want to give up email. But um, with, uh, with chatbots themselves, you can have that conversation. You can go back and forth with, like, six or seven different messages that with email would take you, like, weeks. And with uh, chatbot conversation can take you, like, a minute. Um, like we were, like if we were just texting each other or something along those lines or having a phone uh, conversation. Um, so I would say like, that was the big thing. It's helped with, with customer service. Um, it's, it's helped with, with building up our, our raving fans. Um, it's helped with like pain points. Like there's so many things 
in terms of uh, like brand building that it has helped with. Um, and, and so I would say like uh, it, it, that would be something that has had a profound impact. And, and I would say that people, even though it's not like it was a year ago, according to a lot of people, it's still something that's very worth it, uh, I, I would say, to check out. Fantastic. And so if people want to connect with you, how are they going to find you, Douglas? Yep. So if anyone that's listening that wants to learn more, say about chatbots, about marketing or e-commerce, uh, they can contact me on Facebook at Douglas Levin for a free cheat sheet. Uh, the top five tips for taking full control over your e-commerce uh, e income. And you can also follow, I have a, a channel, Morning Marketing Machine. And I've also got a new program, uh, Build Your Brand University. And if there's anything else I can do to help you, please, please feel free to reach out. Well, fantastic, Douglas. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Uh, for those people who are listening, if you found value in this, please make sure you hit that subscribe button. And every subscriber really does help us uh, push out the message to help another business owner and support them in their journey. And if you have comments or you want to learn something more, please make sure that you uh, leave a comment to us on Apple iTunes uh, or send me a direct message uh, either on Instagram or LinkedIn. And that's at 360media.com. Uh, and, you know, Thank you so much again for joining me today, Douglas. I, I do appreciate you taking some time and uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll be on again uh, in, in short order. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. The Digging Deep Podcast is brought to you by 360 Media, Vancouver's most integrated marketing support agency. If you are looking to build a brand, extend your reach and position yourself as the go-to leader in your space. If you are a small business that is tired of trying to do the marketing yourself with little or no direction, then connect with us at 360media.com, where we help support you with marketing tools, tips, and strategies to help attract and keep your tribe of raving fans. Let us help you explore, plan, and showcase your business.